helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. This is Bettina Davumar, your co-host for today, and welcome to the Life Transformation Show by Elam Counseling Services. Joining me in studio is award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. Today's show is entitled, How to Let Go of Your Past and Let God Lead. Have you had trouble letting go of your past, past hurts, past experiences, from broken relationships, or childhood experiences? For some, time proves to be a factor that helps them to let go and move on. But for others, letting go and moving on can prove to be a very difficult thing. Today's show will be a very interesting and informative show where we will discuss ways to let go and move on. Welcome, Michael. Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction, Bettina. That was so wonderful. I think you touched on a number of important points there about the pain that many people in life uh, go through and the difficulty that they have letting go and moving on. I had a client a few weeks ago who came to me and he said that he was told by someone in his church that he was to give it over to God. He was to give everything over to God. And he said to me, I don't understand what that really means. What does it mean to give it over to God? Because he said he has been praying, he has been reading his Bible, but still he's in a lot of turmoil and a lot of pain internally. So what does it actually mean when we say to let go of your past and let God lead? We're going to be covering this in today's show. We're going to be describing what it means, but we're also going to be giving tips as to how to do exactly that. And the scripture that we'd like to use for today's show is found in Genesis 35 and verse 1, where it reads, Quote, then God said to Jacob, go up to Bethel and settle there and build an altar there to God who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau, unquote. So in this verse, we have something very interesting happening. For those of you who are biblical scholars or who read the Old Testament and understand the Old Testament, you will recognize that in this passage, God is telling Jacob to go back to a place that he had already left. God was telling Jacob to go back to this place that he was in fact running away from. Because as the story goes, in Genesis, his brother Esau is angry at him for stealing his inheritance and wants to kill him. And so we have that in the story that Jacob flees to his uncle Laban's country. And now God is saying in this passage, go back, face your past, go back 
to Bethel. And that's what we are talking about in this show today. What is your Bethel? Maybe it's some sinful, shameful past that you have been afraid to confront. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Maybe it is someone that you have hurt in your past. Maybe it is a business venture that has failed and has caused you tremendous embarrassment. Maybe it is a church that you have had to leave because of all the pain that you were subjected to and the spiritual abuse in that place. Sometimes to let go, you have to go back. And so we're going to be explaining what does it mean to go back because we're not saying that you have to go back and be in that same abusive situation that you're in. But there are times when we have to face our past in order to move on. So today's show is about how to let go of your past and let God lead. But before we go into today's show, Bettina, I think we should uh, maybe give our information for those new listeners who might just be joining us for the first time. Yes. If you're not familiar with Elim Counseling Services, you can find out more about us by going to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. Or you can fi- or you can call us at one 544 Three five four six, and I don't want to give any more information today. I'm so excited to go directly into this show Me too. today. So we are going mm-hmm. to be talking about this show. But in Scripture, we have a number of stories of where people are told to go back. In the passage that I I just read, but we see also that people have other scriptures tell us of people who have to face their past. Jacob's Joseph's brother, after selling him into slavery, God worked out the circumstances so that they had to meet him face to face mm. again and face their past. And and Joseph had to face his past when he met with his his brother. So today's show is all about how to do that. What does it mean to let go of your past? How do you let go of your past? And what are some of the steps that you can take to move on to a brighter future? And so, Michael, then what does it really mean to let go of the past? I think letting go of your past, meaning becoming unstuck. There are many of us, we are stuck in this place of failure, this place of shame, this place of regret. And it is preventing us from really moving on to a future, a future of happiness, a future of growth, spiritual, emotional, and even financial growth, because we are stuck in the, in the things that have hurt us in the past. So by letting go of the, of that past, we mean becoming unstuck emotional. We we mean being healed from the pain, from the shame, from the regret, from the fear, and being able to move on to a new place of happiness and fulfillment. And so, Michael, what does it really mean for, uh, why actually do people stay stuck in the past and they revisit the same hurts or mistakes and missed opportunities over and over again. I think one of the things that keep us stuck in the past, Bettina, is 
sometimes uh, what I find most common is we're unable to forgive ourselves. Mm-hmm. We beat ourselves up for the mistakes that we make. And so we, we, we oftentimes know that God has forgiven us, but God forgiveness uh, is not appropriate in us in a practical way until we are also able to forgive ourselves. Because that those blessings that God has in store for you cannot really be released in this life until you also begin to forgive yourself. So many people have this unforgiveness and they they beat up themselves they call themselves even derogatory name they say how stupid could i have been mm, what yeah. a failure i am i i am i am such a bad mother or a bad father and so this unforgiveness this this self demeaning uh sabotages us and keeps us stuck in the past. But I think another thing that keeps us stuck in the past, Bettina, is unforgiveness of others. Mm-hmm. When we hold on to the the hurt and the pain and the resentment and the bitterness towards others, it keeps us stuck. And the sad reality is that sometimes these people who we are bitter towards and we're having these resentment feeling towards, they have moved on. They don't even care about what they have done to us, but we are hooked to them by these emotions because these emotions keeps us trapped in a spiritual place with these people and we cannot really become unstuck until we get to that place where we are able to forgive. And we're going to be talking more about that later in the show, like how you become unstuck. So I think unforgiveness of others is a big one, but also a very big thing that keeps us stuck in the past is this sense of shame. This Mm -hmm. is what I see most often. And I think the devil is what creates this sense of shame in many cases, because a lot of times we realize it's not even rational, but it's like there is a spiritual stronghold that caused many of us to have shame when we should not have shame. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about circumstances and situations such as people who have been sexually abused as children. Mm-hmm. They didn't do anything wrong. Something was done to them. But they carry this feeling of being damaged, of shame, and this feeling of being less than as a result. And I think that's a deception of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And we cannot really move on and move forward into the space of freedom from those hurtful things of the past until we're ready to let go of the shame. So those are some of the things, Bettina, that I think keeps us stuck in this place of shame uh, uh, this in this in this place of the past where right. we're unable to move on and so michael do you not think it is important to revisit the past in order to move forward yes there's a big difference though between revisiting the past and being stuck in the past and i know there are some uh, christian circles where they take it to the extreme where they say don't, no don't talk about your past don't bring it up god has dealt with the past mm. and you can just move on just talk about the future but you cannot really move on into the future and the blessings mm-hmm. that god has in store for you 
until you have revisited the past and deal with the pain of the past. Deal with the hurt, the shame of the past. Deal with the failures that you have had. And so that's why in the scripture that we read in Genesis 35 verse 1, we see God telling Jacob to go back to Bethel. Go back to this place that you fear. Go back to your place of shame and guilt because maybe God knew that inside Jacob's heart was still this, this guilt that he was carrying as a result of having, with his mother's help, deceive his brother and swindle his brother out of his inheritance. And so even though Jacob was a successful man, God told him, leave that place of success Mm -hmm. and go back to Bethel. Go back and face your path because you cannot truly be happy. You cannot truly be free if you have things in your past that you have not dealt with. So there's a difference between dwelling in the past and revisiting the past in a healthy way so mm-hmm. that you can move on. In a, the unhealthy way of revisiting the past is to revisit the past and remain a victim, remain in this place of guilt yeah. and shame because of what you have suffered. But revisiting the past to move on is revisiting the past so that you can reconcile mm-hmm. the things that need to be reconciled, so that you can be healed of the things that you need to be healed from, so that you can be set free from the shame. And I know that there are many of us out there who our shame could be turned into a testimony if we would let it go and give it to God and and do not be carrying this shame, but to boldly talk about it in a way that brings glory to God. Because God has already forgiven you. You have already overcome that shame. So why are you still carrying it and hiding behind it? As long as you are hiding it, you are not truly free. God wants to take that shame and turn it into a testimony. For those of you who missed the show that we did with Cassandra Diamond, where she was a former sex trade worker, and she took her shame and she turned it into a tool to take girls off the street because she came out and she gave her testimony of her past sexual abuse. She gave her testimony as to how she worked as a prostitute for many years under a pimp, and she found freedom by turning that shame into a testimony and into an organization that helps to bring freedom to others. What's your shame? Mm -hmm. What's your thing that you have been hiding? God wants to turn that thing into a testimony, but you have to let go and give it to God and let God lead. The show today, if you're just joining us, is how to let go of your past and to let God heal. This is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And with me in studio today is Bettina. And we are discussing this topic. Our, our text today is from Genesis 35, verse 1, where God told Jacob to go back and visit his past. So if you're not familiar with Elam Counseling Services, you can call us by going by, by dialing one eight seven seven five four four three five four six, or you can go to our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M. 
counseling with two L's ministry.com. And so if you are new to this ministry, we're a professional organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. All our psychotherapists are trained professional and they are believers as well. Yes, there is such a thing as Christian <laughs> Christian psychotherapists. Yeah. And so we would be happy to help you with your needs. Yes, Michael, such an important topic today and very interesting at that. And I'm just wondering if you can discuss some of the steps. So if there's someone today that is feeling stuck and that is just having a very hard time moving beyond their past, what are some steps that they can take? I think one of the first steps that we can take if we want to move on is to create a vision of the future. Because a lot of times when we talk about being stuck in the past, we we ruminate on the shame, we ruminate on the guilt, we ruminate right. on the failure of that relationship that you that person that you thought you, you thought was your knight in shining armor that turned out to be your nightmare. That yes. person you ruminate on it over and over, that person over and over mm-hmm. again. But I think there is a sense in which our mind is very powerful in helping you to to move on and to heal. So I think one of the first steps that we need to do is to sit down with pen and paper mm-hmm. and start crafting, start writing out what is the vision of the future that you would like to create. And I think, Michael, in the Old Testament, it talks about, is it in Habakkuk? Where it says to write the vision and make it plain. Yes. And so that we can run with it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, I think there's a lot in scripture ab- about declaring things. And mm-hmm. when you write things, it's a way of declaring and decreeing that something is going to come to pass. And so I think that first step is 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 writing it out like if you were to be in this place where that shame that shameful thing that you have been hiding behind is has now become your testimony mm-hmm. and has been used to God to bring freedom what would that look like what yes. would that look like for you yes. what would that feel like for you if you didn't have to hide behind shame anymore what would that look like if you are now over the pain that you have been carrying in your heart over this broken relationship Mm -hmm. what would it look like if you were to let go of that false hope that you have been holding on to praying that maybe god would bring back this person in your life that maybe that person was destructive for for you Mm -hmm. are destructive uh, in how that they treated you and god wants you to move on and you are still holding on and hoping that this person because your identity is tied up in this person and god is saying to you i want you to let your identity be wrapped up in me i want you to let go and let me lead what it would look like mm-hmm. if you would let God lead and trust Him with your future. So I think it, one of the first steps is to create that vision, right. write it out, declare it, pray it into, in, into being, mm-hmm. and ask God's, God's will as you begin to invite Him into your, into your future and help Him to give you this vision of what it is that he wants you to do. The Bible tells us that without a vision, the people 
perish. Right. And I think there is a sense in which we perish emotionally、mm-hmm. and mentally when we become stuck in the things of the past and we don't have a clear vision of where we want to go in the future and where we want God to lead. So, that first step, Bettina, is writing out your、mm-hmm. vision、mm-hmm. for your future. So, what would be the second one? Because I know that I, I'm just in. Just waiting to hear what the second one is going to be. The second thing I think we need to do is to create new altars.、Mm-hmm. And by altars, I'm talking about a place of worship. And, and so are things that symbolize worship and a new phase and transition. And I'll explain what I mean by referring to this passage in Genesis. In, in, in the earlier passage before he moved on, in the earlier passage before Jacob、uh, went to Bethel, went, went to his uncle Laban, he had to pass through Bethel before. And he was in Bethel and he's running from his brother and he had this dream at night that there was this ladder leading up to heaven. And we are told that he had, he, his head was resting on a stone. He's in the, in the outdoors. Jacob,、mm-hmm. the dweller in tents, was now in this place where he's exposed. He's under the open stars and he's lying on this stone and he had this vision of this ladder leading up to heaven. But we are told that God spoke to him in that place. And one of the things that he said when he awake from his, awoke from his dream is that surely the presence of the Lord in is this in this place.、Yes. And then he poured oil on the stone that he was lying on. In other words, he made it a holy place. The altar is a holy place.、Yes. So he made that stone symbolic as a place of meeting God. And I think there are some of us where we need to begin to, to highlight the places where God has met with us in the past.、Yes. Because a lot of times we dwell on our problems and we build monuments out、mm. of our problems.、Yeah. And we build them up. We build these, these problems up into big things and we talk about them over and over again. But what would it be like for you if you should do the opposite? Yes. And this is what the second point is building altars, building things that symbolize where you have met with God, building things that symbolize where God has spoken to you and given you hope in dream, and keeping those things as symbolic. Symbolic altars as to the meeting place of God. And this concept of altar is, is all throughout the Old Testament. And it's a way of saying, when I see this thing, I am going to be reminded that I serve a mighty God.、Mm-hmm. I'm going to be reminded of a time when God spoke to me and gave me hope for the future.、Mm-hmm. A lot of times we have things that do the opposite around us.、Mm-hmm. The things from the past can be a kind of negative altar where they're there. And we are holding on. So maybe that gift you have from this abusive boyfriend that you had, and you're holding on to this gift. Maybe that's an altar that you need to part with because that thing can have psychological and spiritual power over your life.、Mm-hmm. And that is one reason why, in the Old Testament, when the Israelites would move into certain countries, God would say to them, Don't take any of their、yeah. silver or gold. It's、right. not that God is against these. 
statues and and these things that they they made it they made out of silver and gold but god knows that there are negative spiritual forces that are attached to those things so i have seen some miraculous turnaround in my practice mm. where people part with the negative things of the past, the objects that represent those negative things, and start building things and creating things that mean they are transitioning to the future. So what I'm seeing, Michael, is that truly we can't move on and have a brighter future if we do not let go of the past and and become unstuck. And so we've been talking about ways to become unstuck. The first one was to create a vision, and the second one was to create a healthy altar. And so I know that there are some things that you um, have discussed in some past seminars uh, regarding making amends. And there are five elements to making those amends. Can you discuss a little bit about that, Michael? Yes. Let me say we we have seven things that we want to go through today as to how we can move on. But I see that we have five more minutes. So what we are going to do, Bettina, I'm going to give this last one, this third one, which is make amends. And I'm going to cover the five things that we need to have, the five ingredients of making amends in a godly way. And by making amends, I mean people that you have hurt Mm -hmm. that you need to go to. But we are going to continue to talk about the other four things after this show is finished. So if, if you want to listen to the full podcast, you can listen to the rest of it on our YouTube channel. But this third point is a key mm-hmm. point, and we're going to go into it. So there might be some people in your life that you have hurt, and you're listening, and you said, yes, I, you know, in the, my younger days, you know, I was a neglectful father. I neglected my kids, or I was a selfish mother, or I was a bad employer, and there are some people that I have hurt and I have just been avoiding my past and I feel that God is calling me to make amends. Now, how do you make amends? There are five things that I think is critical to mm. making amends in a, in a proper, in a godly way. And I think the first is that you need to have a very clear expression of what you did wrong. So if you're going to a person, you're going to say, I am sorry. Sometimes I see the cowardly way of making amends where someone just say the word, I am sorry. Mm -hmm. And that's it. You know, they they just want to get it over as quickly as possible. They don't want it to be mentioned, the kind Mm -hmm. of things that they did. Mm -hmm. So there's this quick, I am sorry. And but what are you really sorry for? And I think if you're making amends a proper way, you need to go to the person and you need to say, I have hurt you in the following ways. I was neglectful. I didn't spend enough time with you. I cheated on you, if that's the case. I overspent our money on frivolous things and now we are in in debt Mm -hmm. or I put my mother above you in terms of mother-in-law situation sometimes in relationship and I am sorry that I have done these things so don't take the easy way out making amends properly meaning going over those things and right. and so we, we have come to the end of today's show I want to thank you for listening to this podcast this podcast means a lot to us because yes. I think it's speaking to a lot of people who have experienced trauma and pain in their past so it's all about how to let go 
go and let God lead. Yeah. If you have a question or a comment, remember you can reach us by giving us a call at one eight seven five four four three five four six, or you can go to our website by 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 typing in. Elam Counseling Ministry.com in your web browser. Elam is spelled E L I M Counseling with two L's Ministry.com. If you're listening to this podcast online, you can also leave a comment in the section, uh, in the comment section. And remember, you can help us by subscribing to our YouTube channel and by letting others know of this source, uh, this resource. We have over 200 videos online. We are a non-profit organization, so if you are in a position to sponsor this broadcast through our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Counseling, or by making a donation through any of the other means on our website, please know that that would help us tremendously to help keep these podcasts on the air, but also to keep helping people at a subsidized cost. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Art of Elam Counseling Services. And your co-host, Bettina Davomar. Praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.